Hello dear listeners, welcome to the 20th episode of Katha Vivair. Almost a century ago, Indian cinema was born with the movie Raja Harish Chandra, which was made by the late Dada Sahib Falke. From there on began the journey of Indian cinema, its memories and the name Harish Chandra, which became synonymous with virtuousness, uprightness and for upholding values. I remember the terminology, oh, he's Harish Chandra's son, being used when someone would try to be too truthful, which just meant he's as truthful as his truthful father. But after hearing today's story, you might see this terminology in a different light. So let's begin today's story. Raja Harish Chandra was a famed Indian ruler who belonged to the Ishwaku dynasty, that is the lineage of Lord Ram. Harish Chandra was known across the universe for how he honored his word. His subjects loved him and the kingdom enjoyed prosperity and peace. Harish Chandra was married to Queen Taramati. Despite all the wealth and prosperity, Harish Chandra remained dissatisfied as he yearned for a child. Once, when Naral Muni visited him, Harish Chandra lamented how he longed for a child and that he didn't want to die without an heir. Narad Muni, the wisest of all the sages, advised him to pray to Varun Dev, the god of ocean, saying that only Varun Dev could grant him his wish. The couple performed yagna to invoke Varun Dev, and as predicted, Varun Dev appeared in front of them, adorned with celestial weapons and dressed in finest of the robes. Varun Dev asked Harishchandra what he sought, and Harishchandra quickly replied that he wished for his son as he is childless. Varundev replied that he would grant him his wish. However, Harishandra would have to accept his condition. Curious, Harishandra asked him what his condition was. And Varundev mentioned, I will grant you your boon, but you will have to sacrifice your son to me. Harishandra was so desperate for a child that he reluctantly agreed to the condition. Knowing very well that Harishandra would not go back on his word, Varundev blessed the couple with a son. Eventually, Queen Taramati gave birth to a bright and healthy boy. The couple fell in love with the boy as soon as he was born. Varundev, when came to know about Harishandra's son, he appeared in front of the king and demanded the boy to be sacrificed. Harishandra was no simpleton, he was a learned man, and he said the scriptures do not permit the sacrifice of an impure child, and the child is impure for the first 10 days after the birth. Varundev bought into the argument and vowed to return on the 11th day. The boy was named Rohita by the couple. And Varundev came on the 11th day as promised, seeking his sacrifice. He said that there should be no more delays and the king should honor his promise. Ever smart as he was, Harishandra said to Varundev, O oh God of God, sure, I want to sacrifice the boy as promised, but he has not developed teeth. And isn't it a crime to sacrifice that doesn't have a teeth? Should I commit the crime for honor? Varundev had no answer and he said that he would come when the teeth were developed. Rohita turned sick and as a normal six-year-old, he had all the teeth. Varundev turned up to Harishandra and asked him for the sacrifice. Harishandra was prepared this time and he said, These teeth are milk teeth and may fall off any day. If he chose a date of sacrifice and the teeth falls, it would be a crime. He then told Varundev that he was not going to go back on his word, but he had to ensure that the rules were followed. Varundev was now caught in a conundrum. He could not say no to the logic presented by Harishchandra. He then said, Alright, 
I shall return when his teeth are fully developed. Varun Dev came to Harishchandra when Rohita was in his teens. He was furious that Harishchandra was procrastinating and delaying the sacrifice. Harishchandra, now adept at this, stated, "I shall sacrifice him tomorrow if he is ready. But he is a Kshatriya who has started his education. Would it be wise to sacrifice a Kshatriya in the midst of his education? Should we not seek the permission of his teachers before sacrificing him?" Varun Dev knew he had no answer, so he left, stating he would return once the boy has completed his education. After many years, when Rohita attained his youth, he came to know that he was about to be sacrificed to Varun Dev. He left his kingdom and roamed the forest to escape his fate. There he came across the sage Ajigrata, who had a wife and three children. They were living in impoverished condition. Rohita asked if the sage would sacrifice one of his children to Varun Dev instead of him, and Rohita would give them hundred cows in return. Rohita expected to be cursed by the sage. but he agreed ajiratha said he would not give his eldest son sunapuchu and his wife refused to part with the youngest child shunalangul shunashep the middle child was shocked by this revelation he couldn't believe that his parents were willing to sacrifice him for few calves he told rohita that since his parents don't love him so much he's ready to be sacrificed rohita was happy that he found a way to escape his fate shunashep started his journey to the palace with a heavy heart Once Shunashep reached the palace, he was taken to the Yagna Shala to be sacrificed. Harishchandra was so blinded by the love for his son that he didn't take into account the plight of Shunashep. The rituals began, and four sages—Ayasya, Jamadagni, Vashishta, and Vishwamitra—presided over the sacrifice. However, none of them agreed to sacrifice a Brahmin, as killing a Brahmin was one of the biggest sins—a sin that even Lord Ram was not spared of. But then Ajigrata, Shunashep's father, said, "I will sacrifice him, Prince. Please triple the number of cows that you had promised." Rohita agreed without batting an eyelid. The sacrifice, one of the unholiest according to shastras, was going to take place. In the meanwhile, Shunashep started praying to the Rigvedic deities in a loud and clear voice. With his last hymn, he invoked Ushas, the deity of the dawn, and the deity freed him from the bonds, thus liberating Harishchandra also from his promise. Harishchandra was embarrassed by his act and realized how his love for his son made him a manipulative person who would go to any extent to save his son. Shunashep was later adopted by Vishwamitra as his eldest son and was given the name Devavrata. Friends. I guess in this story there is no protagonist or antagonist we just have characters I believe the story is more about a realistic human than the idealistic king that we were all told about doesn't it happen to us also that whenever we are going through a bad phase in life we promise to do anything to get out of there and when the good time comes we wonder if we should keep the promise but nevertheless I hope I have dispelled the myth of the son of Harishchandra with this story Dear listeners, this is the last episode of the season, and we hope to come back in the next season with more intriguing tales and better storytelling. When me and my husband Najesh started this journey, we had little to no understanding of podcast or using storytelling as a medium. All we had was a love for Indian epics and Puranas and a keen interest to bring those stories to you. But today, as we complete our twentieth episode, we are so overwhelmed with the positive feedback and encouragement from our listeners that it pushed us to do a better job. 
We are also very appreciative of the critical feedback and we promise to work on it. We know we need to get better and next season you will see us taking Katha Weaver to the next level. Till then, this is Priya signing off. We'll be back with the next season on 16th August. See you then. Bye.